Welcome to the Restoration Revival Church of God in Christ podcast. Here teaching from Pastor Dennis Martin. Let's join today's podcast. All right. Tonight, I want to talk to you tonight about uh, a positive influence, a positive influence. And we really want the Lord to make us in this day a positive influence in the world that we can be an example to those that uh, watch, those that follow, those that look at us. And we want to be an example. All of us want our lives to be something that someone can read. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12, it says these words, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. He says, amen. I want you to um, let no man despise you of youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So he tells us that we are to be an example. And so tonight, let's talk about being a positive influence in the world, being a positive influence in the world. And we all need God to help us to be a positive influence in the world today. The world and even the church uh, are looking for role models. Every time you turn around, someone's talking about a role model or a mentor or someone that can uh, help them or someone that can do things. Everyone wants to have someone that would be a mentor or someone that can help them. Uh, years ago, we have people that we may have admired or looked toward or looked to when we were coming up. And sometimes we try to mimic them and do the things that they did and, and act the way they acted. Sometimes you try to walk the way they walked and all of those things. And so we tried to do that. And then when we read the scripture in Psalms 37 and 37, he says, mark the perfect man and behold the upright for at the end of that man is peace. And so we sometimes try best to uh, mimic or act like someone else or do things like someone else. And he tells us that we ought to be an example in the world. You find that most parents today even in the world, uh, when they have their first child and sometimes even their second child, they're very careful who holds their kids. They're very careful uh, who uh, pours into their life, especially in those first few years, that, that age one, two, three, and going on up, because those first couple of years are very important who gives influence to your child. They're very important. Who gives influence to the ones of, of your children? And so that's very important for us to understand that sometimes when you deal with that and when you look at it, sometimes uh, if the wrong people get a hold to your children with their young minds that are very impressive and, and, and they can influence them, they can lead them in the wrong direction. So you try your best to steer them in the right direction. I noticed uh, with all my grandkids, uh, their grandmother really teaches them to respect uh, their elders. 
And so they, they are sort of taught the old fashioned way, you know, the old fashioned way we were brought up where you would, when, when someone would say something to you, you would say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Well, you know, today that's sort of thrown out the window. People just say, yeah, no. Uh, but even when you go to court and address the judge, you just don't say, yeah. You know, they'd be like, you say yes or yes, your honor. So they were, you're taught. And so those first couple of years are very important because sometimes if you don't teach them and train them early, they pick up bad habits. They pick up things that they probably shouldn't pick up and it carries on with them throughout their adulthood and do that through their life. And so they're very careful of who they try to, uh, to, to get influence into their lives. And the Bible tells us about this, even when we talk about uh, bringing them up when they're young. In Proverbs 22 and verse six, he says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child. You've got to, if you want uh, certain things to happen, you've got to instill and train. Uh, most of us were taught early and trained early. So there are some things we, you know, we, if, if we got the wrong influence later in life, the good part about it is we always came back around to that first influence and that thing that was deposited into us at first. What do you mean? Well, think about it. Uh, when I was come, we were trained, I was influenced by my grandmother and those not to steal. We were it, we were trained not to do certain things. And so when I got older, it wasn't a, a burden or a thing for me to do or not to do. I, I just had that influence and was trained not to do it. I just didn't do that. I didn't go in the store and steal stuff. I didn't go and 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 my character and things were disciplined because there were certain things we were trained not to do. And so he says, train up a child. And I'm I'm dealing, using this scripture, but he says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart. Now they will sometimes detour and stray, but if they've been influenced right and taught right, they will come back to those things. They will they will come back. And and so uh, you know, it takes a minute sometimes for that to happen, but most time they, they make it back. And, and that's a good thing. Uh, all of us somehow, uh, we've strayed in some kind of way, but thanks be to God, we made it back. And, and that's, <laughs> that right there is a good thing that we made it back. And uh, we all should be glad that sometimes we went all the way to the left, but thank God we made it back to the center or we made it back to the right. And so that's what he says. And so he says to train them up. Uh, when he goes even further in this, uh, he gives us that we should uh, train or teach by an example. Um, when we talk about children, we should train by example, not just by listening to what I tell you and what I say. This is why today we've got a lot of uh, young people when you when you see some things they do, not if not all of them, but when you see some things they do, some things they do are a reflection of their upbringing. It's a reflection of their home training because it's a reflection of the influence on their life. If they were, uh, you know, if they were brought up in a house, now I wasn't brought up in a house with a bunch of cursing. So you know, now don't get me wrong, I do know some curse words. <laughs> 
I've been around some people that I've heard, but now I, I, it's just by, by, by my nature, by my training and influence, that's just has never been a part of my, my life. You know, I, I'm not saying that I haven't used any in my life. I'm just saying I don't, that's not my, my language every day. That's not, it wasn't my language before I got saved, and it hasn't been my language since I've been saved. I just, it's not me. And some of you, if you were raised around that, sometimes it took you a while to get out of that. But then there's some people, when I see uh, two, three, and four-year-olds cursing like grown people, that's a reflection on their parents or who they hang around. That's an influence on their life, and they picked up that and it'll probably carry on over all the way through their life. And so we have to be careful of the influence that we have. Uh, uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and 1, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. He, he said a, 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 a wise son maketh a glad father, but the foolishness, a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. And so we have to understand that when we start looking at that and we start seeing that influences are very important. Uh, they're very important. I, I want us to get that. A, a positive influence or influence period is important. When you look at uh, the scripture again, he tells us we have to be a positive influence in the world. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, he says, ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men, neither do men, he says, neither do they uh, light uh, uh, a candle and put it under a bushel. He says, but on a candlestick that it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. So he tells us that it is important that we don't hide our light, that we put it where people can see it so we can be a positive influence that men may see our good works and glorify our father, which is in heaven. And so it's important for us to be an example of a great influence. When you look at this a positive influence. We talk about the day of the power of influence, people that have influence. Uh, and some people, they have the power of influence. They can influence you. There's some people that don't have no control over their own mind or their own will. And there's two kinds of influences. There's a positive influence and there is a negative influence. I want you to, I want you to remember that there's a positive influence and there is a negative influence. And when we read the Bible, we find both of them in Scripture. We find the positive and the negative. And when you got that, that negative influence, and when you got that influence where people have no power over their own thoughts or what they think and everything they do is controlled by somebody else, then that can be and turn out to be a negative influence. And it's not something that you want to live your life where someone controls your every thought pattern or everything you do or say, uh, even when it comes to a spouse or a relationship or whatever. Uh, one of the greatest red flags you can have 
in anything like that is to have somebody that tries to control your every thought and control you. You, you don't need that. That that's that's a no no. And so you have to be careful of that, that there's not a, in, that's a, a negative influence that you don't have control over your thoughts. I even say that even when it comes to, um, and I know y'all, some people ain't going to like this, but even when it comes to church, uh, I don't want you to come to my church and I control your every thought. You shouldn't have to ask me everything that you need to do. Some things I believe is important. But not everything. You should ask me if you should pay your light bill. If you don't, you're going to be in the dark. You should ask me, should you put gas in your car? You shouldn't ask me if you should eat a banana. If you that that no, you don't need counsel on that. And so I, I shouldn't have to control your every thought and your every thought pattern. If if I do that, then I'm not uh, I'm not a pastor or leader, I've become somewhat of a dictator because now I'm telling you everything to do and every move to make, and I shouldn't have to do that. There's some things you should be able to think on your own and not have your all your thoughts to be controlled, okay? So those can be negative influences when all your thoughts are controlled and you you live that that type of uh, thing where people control all your thoughts. You shouldn't you shouldn't, shouldn't want to do that. You should want to be a person that's able to think for yourself. And then if you have questions about something, you need some counsel, then get counsel on it. But you, you shouldn't have everyone controlling your thoughts uh, and stuff. So there's a negative influence and there's a positive influence. And when you read in the scripture, Jezebel was a negative influence to her husband, Ahab. She was a negative influence in the taking of Naboth's vineyard. You'll find that in 1 Kings chapter uh, 21, verse 1 through 14. And uh, it ends in both of their deaths in 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 20 through 23. You find that. And so you have to understand that, that you can, uh, you can have, and, and I don't have time to read that, uh, but but make sure you read it. First Kings chapter 21, verse 1 through 14, and end up in both of the death in First Kings chapter 22, verse 22 to uh, 23. Uh, uh, Jezebel uh, wanted Naboth's vineyard, and she convinced her husband to make sure that she got it. And that was a negative influence. You got to watch uh, negative influences that way. Even in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 13, the devil used the serpent to be a negative influence and change the order of God. Uh, the, the serpent was, uh, the devil used the serpent to carry out and change the order of God, a negative influence. And you have to watch negative influences, people that are negative, uh, not just in what they say, but just their actions and things that they do can be a negative influence. When you read in uh, scripture in first Timothy, he sort of tells us in the text uh, that we are to teach by, uh, by, by doctrine and teach by our life style and uh, not just by our words, but by our lifestyle, by our things. In other words, 
be an example. And that word example means to be a pattern or be a manner or a fashion or a form or a figure or a print by one can pattern or govern their lives and they can see in us. Uh, when when you do sewing, sewing, uh, when my wife buys a pattern to sew something, my grandmother used to do it a lot. And my mother, uh, I would watch them go to the, the, the store, buy cloth, and then buy a pattern. And then they would uh, lay the cloth out, put the pattern on the uh, on the cloth, and they would cut the cloth out according to the pattern. And when they would cut that that cloth out, then they would uh, they were skilled enough and knew what they were doing. They would put um, they would put the uh, uh, dresses or whatever they were making together, and uh, they would make it look like whatever that picture was on the front of that that pattern that they bought. But they just didn't make it just by a scratch. And some people can do that. My mother could do that too. But it was a pattern that they followed or it was a, a fashion or form or it was a print. And he says that we need to be, if we're going to have the power and be an influence in the world, uh, we, we have to be a example or be a pattern or be a fashion or be something that someone can look at and see in us and, and see those things. And sometimes, unfortunately, that's not always the case because the stuff that we display is not always good. He said, be an example of the believer. And he tells us what he wants us to be an example in. Well, what are those things? And I'm almost done, believe it or not. Well, what are those things? He wants us to be an example to the believer. What are those things? Well, I need you to be an example, he says, in the word, in the word, in the word. Uh, for those of us, the sound doctrine, uh, uh, even in teaching and preaching, be an example in the word and then not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. So we have to be an example. A lot of people hear the word, but they're not doers of the word. A lot of people, they they hear it, but they don't do it. And we, we see that all the time. People, they, they, they good at telling everyone else what to do. And they're hearers, but they're not doers. And so if we're going to be a positive influence, we got to be doers of the word. We just can't tell people what to do. And then we not do it ourselves. We have to be an example when it comes to the word in being ex an example to people. And, and sometimes we, we don't do that. I mean, we, we don't like to admit that, but a lot of times, you know, uh, we are, we are, we're guilty, uh, in church and even in, in not just church. I don't want to just ball this down church, but even in, 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 in our lives, we're, we're guilty of telling folk what to do but not doing it ourselves. So he said, be an example in the word. So we've got to, we've got to be a pattern. You know, they came out years ago with that thing. What would Jesus do? We have to be a pattern of what the word says. And if the word says do it a certain way, then we have to be a pattern of what he says to do. We can't, we can't act like, well, we can't do that. No, we got to be a pattern. That's important to be a pattern. Are you following me? 
So he should be an example in the word, in the word, in the word, be an example in the word. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we, we need to ask God to help us because all of us fall short of sometimes being an example in the word of doing what the word says and being an example of that word. The word is not just for us to get happy, dance and shout in church. The word is to govern us so we can follow its its instructions and pattern so we can do those things we need to do and it can help us. So we got to be an example in the word. Notice what else he says. He says, be an example in conversation. The conductor, uh, the, the conduct of our life in our domestic and public relations, in our behavior, in our conversations, we, we've got to watch what we allow to come out of our mouths. And, and we've got to be an example in conversations. <clears throat> Sometimes our conversations can be um, wrong. And, and we, we can say stuff um, at the wrong time and say it and, and, and hurt our influence in the world, on the job, in our families and other places, because we just, we, we went off. I mean, you may have felt better, but it, it didn't make it right because you, you hurt your witness. They, they knew you were a preacher. They knew you were a missionary. They knew you were saved. And, and in your conversation, uh, you know, as soon as you got upset, as soon as you got mad, or as soon as they pushed the wrong button, the first thing out your mouth was not praise the Lord. It was not hallelujah. Neither was it thank you, Jesus. You went all the way to the left and, and went back and, and picked up those words you used to say and then turn around and say, I, it was the devil made me do it. You, you ain't Flip Wilson. You ain't Geraldine. It was the devil made me do it. No, that probably was something in you. And, and it could be something that you practice anyway. Because most people that don't practice that, that's not the first thing out of their mouth. And so he says in conversations, he says uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, he said, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. So don't you be deceived by this. Evil communication corrupt good manners. So if you hang around folk that's got bad communication and 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 whatever, it can give you corrupt good manners. That's why when you, you know, my grandmother and, and your four parents, they didn't let us go over sometimes even our cousin's house or auntie's house or uncle's houses. Even, especially if they wouldn't say, but sometimes they didn't let us go spend the night over there. Because they knew evil communication corrupts good manners. And we would come back with stuff that they know they didn't teach us. We came back saying stuff and they said, where you picked that up at? Where did, where did you hear that from? Talk to me, somebody. Oh, yeah. They be like, where, where, where did you pick that up from? Who, who did you hear say that? And and that was it. And either they made a call and said, uh, this child just said da-da-da-da. What, what, what y'all teaching them over there? And that was probably your last visit for a minute. Because they, they in conversations... If you didn't hear it around your house, they didn't expect you to bring it back to their house. 
in conversation. So we have to be an example in our conversations when we're talking, when we're expressing ourselves. Uh, we we can't um, we can't do those type of things, and we have to work on our conversation. I know we don't we don't like to deal with this, but we really got to cut deal with our conversations. We really got to deal with our conversations. We really do, and and we have to be a better example in our conversation. Sometimes we, we, some stuff that we say, and I'm not talking about cursing either. I'm, I'm talking about just some conversations we have about people and concerning folk and stuff. Some stuff is not good conversations. And people are watching us picking stuff up. Some of you, the reason you can't get people, your family members and other people coming to your church or other things it's not because they don't believe you save. It's because of the conversations you've had around the water cooler. It's because of the conversations you had in the car. It's because of the conversations you had about your church and about your leaders and different ones that you had. And, and you want them to come and they's like, uh-uh, I ain't going. Because you, 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 get, you had that conversation around them and you shouldn't have had that conversation. And, and you don't understand that you're just as guilty and blood is on your hands because you have uh, pushed them away because of your conversation. And I don't want to get hooked up here, but uh, I told y'all years ago when the, when the riots broke out and they uh, those verdicts came back and those police officers, I was officers, I was in Los Angeles and uh, in revival had just started, was first night, that Tuesday night. And the verdicts came back, and when the when the verdicts came back, they um uh uh you know pulled the the guys out the car and and beat them and everything, um and they they rioted. I had to stay overnight, and the next day I left. But they rioted, and we went in the riot area. They were taking Mercedes off the lots, TVs out the, uh, they were taking stuff out of the place and everything. But the officers that. A beat him were guilty, but the ones that stood around and let them beat him were just as guilty. And so our conversations, when we have our conversations, uh, you know, dealing with, with, with church and stuff, some of the conversations are not for, um, you don't have those conversations with unsaved people. Neither do you have them with sometimes babes. And those that are just getting saved, you don't you don't have those conversations. Those are not conversations you're supposed to be having and then wondering why they 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 not strong because you're not an example in the conversation. There's some conversations you got to know when to have them and when not to have them because the Bible is right. Evil communications corrupts good manners. All right. And I hope this I hope this is helping you tonight because we, we've got to do a better job. I try my best to, you know, there's some things I want to say sometimes. I have to tell you some things I want to say. And I'm not talking about cursing or whatever, but there's some things I want to just get it all out. You know, I, I sometimes you want to be like other folks, just get on social media and just blast everybody. But I have to know that could hurt my influence. Sure, it's a you feel better. But did it hurt your testimony? Did it hurt your influence with others? Do they see you differently? 
because of your conversation. And we have to be careful of that, all right? He says, be an example in charity. That means in love. We, we got to be a, a better example uh, to the world. And when it comes to these things, we, we're not a good example sometimes, a uh, positive influence when it comes to our love for each other. Uh, because one thing about it, and, and I have to say this if we're not careful, we, we will kill more folk in, in I, I'll say church, but of course, I, I don't want to just limit it to church, but we'll kill more folk without killing them. And what I mean by that, you know, everyone thinks to kill somebody, you need a gun or a knife or something to hit somebody, but we, we kill them with this. And the Bible tells us that the tongue is full of deadly poison. So we kill them with our tongues. We kill them with our mouths. We kill them with that. And we don't display love. This is why some people, uh, when you read in the scripture, it talks about, uh, I committed one over to Satan, that their uh, flesh, uh, their flesh may be destroyed, but their soul may be saved as far as their spirit. And so when he talked about that, he says, I, I want you to know, uh, I, I, their, their flesh may not be saved, but their spirit will be saved. We've got to love each other and learn how to love each other past uh, a mistake or past whatever. Uh, sometimes don't mean you got to just hang out with folk like you used to, but we've got to forgive and love people uh, past that. And so we have to be a better, a better example in love. We, If anybody should be loving, the most loving people in the world, it should be us that are in church. We shouldn't be the greatest hell raisers. We should be the greatest lovers. And when I mean lovers, loving people. Loving people, we sh that that should be our mo. Is we love people, we love past past things. Don't mean we have to compromise, but we love passive, and we don't. We're not a great example in that. Sometimes, sometimes we we don't. That's not what we do. But he tells us you need to do that. Um, you know. Then he says in spirit, in the manner and disposition in which. All things are done. We need to have the right spirit, have a good spirit, being an example in spirit, how we handle things, how we do things. See, you, you can handle things uh, and, 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 and you can say the right thing in the wrong way. Say the right thing in the wrong way. And people are not looking at what you said. They're looking at how it came out your spirit, how, how your what what it came from. And sometimes where we mess up, we we our influence, we don't influence because we don't we're not an example in how we say stuff. Some people just say whatever in any kind of way. A co pastor always says to me, especially since I came back from COVID, I had to sort of, you know, check myself because, you know, I'm I'm sort of I've been that way before, but it's it's been sort of tailored. I just sort of didn't you know, I didn't, I, I didn't do it, but I can be very blunt and I'm, I'm, I'm saying not, I mean, blunt, I mean, just blunt, just, you know, uh, hold no prisoners, take no prisoners, just blunt to the point, boom, that's it. I mean, I can, and I had to, I had to work on myself that people don't pick that up that cause I can mean good. But if it's coming from the, uh, uh, a spirit that's not lovable or a spirit that's not kind, then it, 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 
it could take away from my influence. Sometimes uh, a, a, a word, uh, a kind word, a nice word spoken in in season can do something. So sometimes you need to be kind. You need to be uh, nice. And you, you, you have to come from the right spirit and not come from the wrong spirit. Sometimes we wonder why people don't want to have anything to do with us. It's not because they don't like us. It, it, they, they get vibes from our spirit. Our spirit carries those things. And I, I know there's some people I don't, I just don't like being around. I don't, it don't mean I don't like them. I, I just don't like their spirit. I, I don't like the way they, uh, the, the, the thing that I get from them. And, and you have to understand, I said positive and negative. You can have both of those things working where people can have that, that wrong uh, spirit and those things. And so we have to, uh, the manner in how we do things and how we go about things have to be the right way. It has to be the right way. The manner in, in things and how we do things has to be done in the right spirit. All right. So we can be an example. We, we got to do that. I mean, that's important that you do things in the right spirit. And all of us need to work on that. We really do. Um, that we do things the right way. Because sometimes when we do things the wrong way, we turn people off, not just in church. I'm talking about in your family. I'm talking about at your workplace or wherever, because they already know. You know, we, we say, well, don't nobody want to get, they can't take me because I'm real. And I they don't, they can't get along with me. That ain't it. People don't want to be bothered with, with that bad spirit. And, and we haven't worked on it. And so we wonder why we don't have no influence because people, they, they're not tolerating that, that bad spirit. All right. I ain't, I ain't getting a lot of amens on that, but it's okay. I got you. <laughs> then he says you got to be in uh, example in faith. And oftentimes this is used in the sense of not just uh, the faith to get things, but in the faith of faithfulness. We have to be an example in, in those things. We have to be an example of faithfulness. Uh, sometimes we're, we, we're not an example. We don't, we're, we're not a positive influence when it comes to being uh, with our faith and faithfulness on our job. Uh, lunch break is only an hour, and we've been going for two. Um, you're supposed to be working on that computer doing work, and you sitting there on Facebook or whatever, Playing games. Oh, no. You got to be an example. You you need to be where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, doing what you're supposed to be doing. They don't pay you for personal time. Personal time is after work. All right, I'm trying to, just trying to see that I hear anything. Um, didn't hear nothing, but I, I got it. So you, 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 we got to be a better example. We, we're not examples when it comes to that. We, we don't, we, we, we get, get to work late and don't have no accountability. Don't want nobody to say anything to us. But then when we get in charge of stuff, we want everybody, everybody to be be there and do things. We want everybody to do it. But we have to first be an example of faithfulness ourselves. 
I can talk about that. You know, I'm not I'm not saying this to give myself no browning points, but I can talk about that because I remember uh, years ago when, um, you know, I was not acknowledged for a lot of stuff. And I would still go to to our meetings and 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 go to the meetings and be right there and and sit there and 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 participate until the point that one of the uh, mothers, uh, one of the mothers uh, in our jurisdiction years ago came to me and she said, uh, 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 she said, I am so impressed with you. And I was like, yes, ma'am. She said, I'm impressed with you. And I said, all right. She said, I'm going to tell you why. She said, I've watched you. I've watched how they treated you. I watched how they've done you. And yet and still, you still come to this meeting and you still have a smile on your face and still participating. She said, I watch you do it. Now, you never know who's watching you, your faithfulness. And I'm here to tell you, it pays off in the long run. All right. So you have to be faithful even when they when they don't, when they don't. They may not even recognize you, call your name, uh, may whatever. But your faithfulness, I want you to get this, and I, I'm going to get out of here in a minute, y'all. Your faithfulness is not just to people or the leader, me or whoever. Your faithfulness first comes to God. All right? And we need to, we need to get that. Our faithfulness first comes to God. And I need you to get that. Your faithfulness first comes to God. And that's where we miss it sometimes because we're faithful to other people, but you got to be faithful to God. What did he say? What did he tell you? And if you're not faithful to God, then the other, you just sort of running, just running. So when I attend something to go to some, it's not because they treat you right or they don't treat you right. I go because I'm faithful to God and to my calling and to my purpose. So this is how we end up being influencers because we're faithful in our faithfulness. All right. Then he says in purity, uh, you know, in our moral conduct and the things that we do, we should be faithful Um to uh, those, uh, uh, we should be, uh, have moral conduct. Uh, you know, every one of us has made some mistakes, but you, you shouldn't practice it where it's a mistake all the time. We, we should be, um, we should have the influence where we can uh, be an example where people can look at us and, and, and can tell certain things about us. Now, again, Everyone has made some errors, some mistakes, some stuff you did on purpose. But every one of us should be to the place that we try to practice moral conduct, that we try to practice where we are not practicing sin or bad behavior. We should we should practice to be do good and, and do the right things in all cases when it comes to our conduct and those things. We should uh, we should we should strive to be uh, pure, to be holy, whatever, 
And and I don't want y'all to jump to the left because when you say that, that's right. We shouldn't be people go to talking about, you know, intimacy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the whole picture, everything. Learn to be pure. Learn to have good conduct in all the things that we do. That's important. And people need to see that. They need to see us. Uh, we shouldn't have to worry about whether somebody see us at the store or whether somebody see us. I've told y'all many times, uh, I was I was at downtown at, at the Grady Hospital going to see somebody. And I was in the parking lot. I, I was walking. This lady was way behind me. And she said, uh, she said, she, she, I don't think, on the, I wasn't passing then. I don't think I was passing, but she said, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. And I stopped and looked around because she was hollering. And she said, I knew that was you. <laughs> and I was like, huh? She said, I knew that was you by the, the way you walked and moved your head. Now, that, that's watching somebody real close to know that's them by the way they move and watch their head uh, or shake their head. We were in Disney World in California, and uh, we had been a revival in Sacramento the week before. We went to L.A., so we went to Disney World, and we was having fun, and we were just cutting up in Disney World. I mean, we were just getting ready to cut all the way up, and uh, two young ladies came and said, hey, and I said, hey, it's like, we remember you. You, you were just a revival last week. Now, what if I'd have been cutting up and acting the fool? See what I'm saying? You never know where your influence and the power of influence is there and where your influence is. You just you just never know. I was on the train one day here in in in, in the city going downtown to conduct some business because I didn't want to, you know, um, I, I didn't want to drive and get caught down there. So I went on the train and I was just sitting there, just sitting on the train. And there was a lady. She just she was near me and she was just watching. She just. And and I really didn't pay attention as she was watching. She just kept looking, looking. I didn't say anything. And so when the train stopped at the next stop, when she got up, she said, uh, God bless you, Pastor Martin. And she said, I knew that was you, I, um, but I didn't say anything. I was just watching you. And she got off the train. Now, what if I would have been on there clowning, acting a fool, uh, doing anything? My witness would have been shot. That's why you have to look at being a example and the power of influence. We got to be an example in things better because you just never know who, who will be watching. Uh, when, when, um, I was, uh, one, one night I was at the service station and a young lady and her mother had a, uh, uh, uh not a blowout, but they couldn't get the car cranked. And so I told him, uh, I said, I got some jump cables. Uh, I, I will go and to my house real quick, only stay about three or four minutes away and get jump cables, come back and get you a, um, get you a, a, um, give you a jump. So when I got back, the mother said to me, she said, let me ask you a question. And I wasn't pastoring then. She said, are you uh, evangelist Dennis Martin? I said, yeah. She said, I didn't know who you were. She said, but my daughter said, that's Evangelist Dennis Martin. And I said, really? And guess how she knew it was me? She didn't see me. She knew it was me by my voice. She said, I know his voice anywhere. <laughs> now, you know, 
That's real close, y'all. That's real close. When people know you by your voice. And you, you got to know that's close. I dialed uh, 411 one night. Was it nine? Was nine one? What is it? What is one? I don't, I don't even call it that much. 411, I think that's information. Whatever it is. I called one night and I was uh, asking for a number or something. And the lady stopped. She said, can I ask you a question? Now, she's supposed to be giving me information. She said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. She said, is your name Dennis Martin? I said, yeah. She said, I knew it was you. She said, I know your voice anywhere. You never know. And the power, we talk about uh, 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 influence, being a, a positive influence. You never know. That's why you have to be an example because you never know. People can know you by your voice. They know you by your walk. They know you by the way your head shaped. <laughs> so you have to be, uh, you know, you have to be an example in those things. So understand that when we when we talk about this, um, we need to be able to have with a positive influence. Why? Do, how do we have a positive influence? We want to have the positive influence that we can do like they did in Acts chapter three, verse four. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, look on us. How many of us can say, look on us? How many can say, look on us? Think about that. We need to be a positive influence that we can tell folk, look at me. You can follow me. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse one, be a follower of me, even as I also am of Christ. Can we tell people to follow us as we follow Christ? In Matthews, Jesus said in Matthews 4, 4 and 19, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Can we can we actually tell people to follow us? I'm, I'm not talking about follow us in church. I'm talking about follow us when there's no church going on. Follow us to the supermarkets, follow us in the marketplace, follow us at work. Are we the same person at work and in the supermarket in different places that we are at church? At church, we, we're, but on the job, can't nobody speak to us, get along with us. We raising all kind of stuff. In your house, your kids and, and everybody else is afraid to speak to you because they don't know what you're going to say. But we got to be uh, a better uh, example. All right. Let me let me hurry on here. The reason we need a positive influence is because in Proverbs uh, chapter 30, 11 through 14, it talks about. Now, we'll read this Proverbs chapter 30, 11 through 14. I, I will read this one. I think it's important that we uh, do read this one here because it, it gives us why we need to uh, be a positive influence. Notice what he says. We need to be a positive influence because in Proverbs 30, verse 11 through 14, he said, there's a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. Remember I talked about training a child. So he says, there's a generation that curse their father, don't bless their mother. There's a generation that appear in their own eyes and, and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There's a generation who are lofty of their eyes, and yet their eyelids are lifted up. There's a generation whose teeth as swords and their jaw teeth as knives, 
to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. So notice, he says, there's a generation. This is why we need positive influences. We need to be positive influences and examples in this generation. They, they don't, we got to understand this generation and those that are coming behind us, I'm going to say this, hope you get it, can't teach themselves. You, you can't, you can't, uh, this generation can't teach themselves. They can't teach the, each other if they haven't been taught and trained themselves. Whatever they know, they're going to teach it to them. That's why when you have some of these young kids that they'll be cutting up, cussing their mother out, and 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 on social media, they take these little kids cussing, and they think it's funny. I think that's so, uh, whatever you want to call it, I just think that's that says a lot about the people that's taping that. To have these young kids cussing at two and three and four years old, cussing like that, and 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 and... What are they going to teach when they have uh, children, when they get when they're in charge? What are they going to teach? They're going to teach what they've learned from. An untaught generation. Now, that right there will will preach. They're going to they're going to do they're going they're going to do what they've done, what they've learned from an untaught generation. All right. So this is why we need to be an example. Um, you know, David says in, in Psalms 51 and verse 13, he, when he got uh, actually straight with God, he said, then will I teach transgressors thy way and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Our job is to be an example, be an example that our children can say, my father, my mother was an example or my grandkids or whoever or somebody that 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 that's single or somebody in the church or in the workplace can say, I, I, I appreciate your example. We should want to have that influence, a positive influence on people's lives. All right. It's important that we have that. Uh, my time is getting away. I got to get out of here, y'all. But we should have a positive influence. I, 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 I I'm not going to finish all this, but just look at Elijah was a positive influence on Elisha. First Kings chapter 19 and uh, verse 19 through 20 was a positive influence. Um, it was so much a positive influence on him that when Elijah was taken, uh, he, he, he said, Elisha said, uh, you know, I want that you're, you're a double portion. He said, if you see me when I be taken, then you'll get it. And when Elijah was taken up in a chariot of fire, Elisha standing there waiting on the thing, and he was waiting on the mantle and the coat to drop. The coat dropped. He picked it up, and he was so influenced by Elijah that he walked back over to the Jordan. And he didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to do, but he had watched Elijah, and he looked wits over there, and, and, and with that mantle, slapped the water and said, the, the Lord God of Elijah. And guess what happened? The water's divided. The influence on it. We, we got to have a positive influence. It's very important that we have an influence. I want to be an influence on my children. I want to be an influence on my kids. I want to be an influence on those that watch me. I don't always get it right. 
but I'm working on it, y'all, to be a positive influence. He was so much a, a positive influence that in um, uh, in 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 Second Kings chapter thirteen, verse twenty through twenty one. Let me read that, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here. Second Kings chapter thirteen, and let's look at. Um, uh, let me get it here. Second Kings chapter thirteen, and let's look at. Um, Verse 20 and 21. I want you to get this. This is showed of the influence that he had. Watch this. And Elijah died and they buried him. The bands of the Moabite invited, invaded the land on the coming of the year. And it came to pass as they were buried a man that behold, they spotted us, spot a band of men and they cast the man into the subscope. Elisha, Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Influence was so great that even when Elisha died, the power of influence was in the in his bones. Because Elisha, Elijah performed uh, 30, uh, 30 uh, one miracles, I believe it was, and Elijah, uh, Elisha performed 32 in his death, a miracle was still performed. And so you you should be such an influence that even when we when we close our eyes, that people are still influenced by our lives. Your only influence shouldn't be why you're walking around here on this earth. Your only influence shouldn't be why you 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 should still be influencing people when you go. Our foreparents are still influencing us. They had the power of influence. My grandmother still influences me. My uncle still influences me. My mother still influences me. Different ones that I admire, they still influence my life. And so we should have the power of influence. And so I, I say to you, let's be a better example. Let's recognize the power of influence. Let's do it. And let's uh, be a, a show enough influence to somebody in this day that we're living in. Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you want to reach Pastor Dennis Martin, you can email him at pastordmartin at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, use the cash app, the dollar sign R-R-C-O-G-I-C. For more information about the ministry, visit our website at rrcogic.com.